probability that one or more team members may be infected by intruder organism. 75%. If intruder organism reaches civilized areas, entire world population infected 27,000 hours from first contact. Welcome to The Thing Minute Podcast, where we discuss John Carpenter's 1982 science fiction horror masterpiece, The Thing, one minute at a time. I'm Harper W. Harris from HarperWHarris.com, and joining me for the last minute of the show is... It's my honor, Michelle Ashey. <laughs> Thanks, Michelle. I know you came a long way to be here. Yeah, I wasn't you... forced to do this at all. And you... <laughs> Just <Thanks>. kidding. <laughs> and, you... <laughs> and you've had to go back and forth a great distance in between each episode, so I appreciate yeah. you coming back each day this week. You're welcome. To talk about these <laughs> thrilling credits that yep. we have here. <laughs> So um, today we're talking about minute 109, which is the final, it's not even a minute, it's, uh, it is uh, 28 seconds, the final 28 seconds of the movie. So begins with the, the copyright uh, MCMLXXXII that we talked about yesterday and goes 28 seconds later to a black screen. <laughs> so um, yeah, so this minute, basically all we've got in it that's new, we start with the kind of legal mumbo jumbo, just... Boy. You know, protected under the laws of the U.S. and other countries, blah, 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 copyright stuff. And then the last thing we get is the um, the Universal logo, which um, it's funny because this actually ties back to, I think, the very first minute of, maybe not the first, maybe the second minute of the show or of the movie when uh, we talked about that one of the early ideas for the opening scene of the movie is that they would actually use the Universal logo and then have the UFO crash into it, which sounds super cool to they me. They should just redo that and do it. <laughs> yeah, I kind of love that. I thought that was a very cool idea, actually. Uh, oh, and you know what's funny? I meant to look up movies that use the the company logo in interesting ways, and yeah. we just saw something that used it. It wasn't a good movie. It was Happy Death Day. Oh, and that's it was right. like repeating like Groundhog Day's style, just like the logo kept restarting. Yeah, that's right. I don't remember it if it was like universal three times, or not. I think. It's kind of clever. I mean, for being, you know, I didn't like the movie that much, but I thought that was kind of neat. Well, the best one is Mars Attacks. Which, yeah, how does that one work? I think it's a little UFO flies around the planet. Because I think it's like, a, it's universal, maybe. Yeah, it is universal, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, a little UFO comes out. That's cool. Maybe that's what they used it for. <laughs> Maybe so, yeah. But I thought that was a cool idea. I like when they use that because otherwise, I'm always, it always kind of bothers me a little bit that we get like, you know, some movies just do like a bunch of logos up front before you really even get like music or sound or anything else from the movie. And then they just treat that as like a prologue to the actual movie yeah. starting. But I think it's kind of interesting because we know like, the whole logo thing, like, it's just part of how movies work. Like, you can't really get around it. So if you can find a way to, like, creatively use that, I always think that's kind of cool. Well, it just, it gets you more immersed in the movie from the beginning. It's just kind of a fun thing, too, you know. Yeah. I, I always kind of like that. But they opted not to do that for this movie. So we get the Fine. logo at the very end <laughs> instead. Um, so, um, yeah. So basically, this minute is all about Universal, because that's all we got. Yeah. So, um <laughs> First of all, I guess just about Universal in general. So they, the first Universal picture was in 1912. It was called The Dawn of Netta, N-E-T-T-A, and it's a short film. They uh, uh, obviously were one of the major kind of film production houses. And then... Uh, yeah, I was looking at like a list of all their movies, and they were just like cranking out oh. silent films like crazy. 
Yeah, so did you have any other information about them as a studio? No, I just remembered looking at their like Wikipedia page and the amount of movies they made between like 1920 and 1940 was insane. <laughs> yes, tons and tons of movies. They were definitely one of the biggest production companies at the time. They still are, are, yeah. are obviously pretty large. They had they just had their uh, their hundredth anniversary, I guess, in in 2012. Because um, yeah, we're looking at the logos. They have a hundredth anniversary logo. Um, uh, just uh, you know. <laughs> For whatever reason, I was looking at the list of uh, how many of all the movies that uh, Universal has made on Wikipedia, and they have future movies, so movies that are planned in the future. In the future, <laughs> and the last movie, the the last movie on that list, the most, the farthest in advance one, is 2021, and that movie is The Fast and the Furious oh, Ten. God. No, <laughs> so I believe we're. On- I know people love those movies. I. Never seen any of them. Yeah, it's not my thing. I don't get it. (laughs) I've seen like the first, maybe I've seen the first one, maybe the second one, but yeah, not my thing either. I like action movies. I like car chases, but I just can't get on board. (laughs) I I prefer my car chases to be in the desert with, uh, with like you know the war rig and that kind of thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But anyways, yeah, that was the. I was actually kind of surprised because that's when I was thinking. Like it's funny, 2021 still, even though that's. It seems super far away just because that number sounds insane, but yeah. that's only three years from now. Like Ugh, don't say that. <laughs> yeah, two, three years, it'll be 2021, and Fast and the Furious 10 will be coming mm. out. So we have that to look forward to. Yeah, I have also have in my notes that they uh, they sold their lot to MCA in 1958 for $11 million. Hmm. Yeah, so $11 million does not seem like that much now. Like, uh, How much did Star Wars sell to Disney for? Was it like a, a billion, billion dollars? dollars. I don't know. Eleven million is like a jump billion midichlorians. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, eleven million struck me as not very much, but that was their lot. And then they sold the actual company, um, got absorbed later on. I think in like the late seventies, early eighties. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, MCA and and uh, which is the the something Music Corporation of America. So they yeah they merged with Universal, and now guess who owns Universal? Do you remember? Disney? No. Nope. Disney maybe, owns everybody. <laughs> no, nope, it's worse than Disney, believe it or not. Fox? No, Disney uh, owns Fox. Never mind. <laughs> not yet, but they're about to. Uh, it's Comcast. Ew. Yep. So Comcast <laughs> owns the rights to the thing. Isn't that, isn't that a joy? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so then I did some research on the Universal logo, since that's really all we have here. Yeah. So this is at least the seventh version of the Universal logo. There have been a bunch now. I think more like nine or ten now, uh, years later. Um, let me pull up our thing here. So, yeah, the first version of the logo is just like, it looks just like a stamp. Like, it just says Universal, the Transatlantic Film Company. It's kind of cool. It's kind of neat. It's very old. Like, I mean, it, it was from 1914 to 1919, and that one looks like it's from 1914. Like, yeah. it's just like... I mean, it was just like somebody cut it out on the film stock they or something. They probably did. <laughs> yeah, and then the one from 1920 to 1922 is pretty similar. I mean, it's just basically... It's starting to take shape of the globe. Yeah, I mean, even like the original circling one... Circling the globe. Even yeah. the original one does have like a, a circle with something going around it, sort of, but it's yeah. not really a globe yet. But yeah, the next one is a little bit more globe-like. And then 23 to 26 is when we start to get closer to the one we're actually familiar with, which is like... Uh, it's a planet Earth and some clouds, and then uh, a plane goes around the Earth and it leaves a trail of smoke that turns into the words Universal Pictures. Pretty clever. It is cool. And yeah, I should note that all these from from here forward until we get to like the 90s or the 
uh, 2000s are all practical, which is pretty cool. They're all, you know, somebody made an earth and then made a little plane to fly around and then they and like hand animated the, the words and the clouds and stuff. Um, 27 to 36 is another kind of similar one. It's just a little cleaner. It's another globe and it a It looks pretty cool. Plane. I like this one. Yeah, it's got the text. I like the font they use for it. It looks very kind of um, almost Jurassic Park text, <laughs> which obviously Jurassic Park is a universal well, movie. Well, from but... that era, it's like the, not really Art Deco, but kinda. I guess, yeah. Yeah, just like big sans serif fonts. No. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But I guess it is Art Deco. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, 1936 to 1946. Things get crazy. Oh my God. This one's (laughs) insane. So people, I'm going to put a link to it. I really, if you haven't seen all all these different logos, I highly, I know it sounds funny, but I highly recommend you check out this YouTube video because some of them, this one in particular is amazing looking. It's like, what's his name? Uh, Busby Berkeley. Yeah. It's so much more like going from the one before this is very, just like, it's a universal picture. And this one is like fucking amazing it's like made Do you want to explain mirrors. it it's super shiny and it's all it's a real like spinning globe with giant letters coming out of it that say universal studios or whatever and it's surrounded by i guess plexiglass yeah i don't know exactly it's like so it's like instead of just the straight globe it's the globe is like a mirror First yeah. of all, it's super shiny. Yeah. And then, yeah, like you said, the text is floating around it. The text is floating around it and it's like 3D text. Like it's actually there in the world. And it's super bright. It looks like it's lit up. Yeah. And then there's also all these like dozens of like star shapes that are like shiny and yeah. and like, I don't know, it's weird. They almost look like they have like comet tails. Yeah. And, and then all of that is like really reflecting and, and shiny and glittery in the actual like mirror ball that is the planet. It's really cool looking. And it's all like, I mean, this is in the 30s. Like it's all totally practical. They so should I, definitely bring it back. Yeah. It's really, really <laughs> cool. I'd definitely not seen that before. Um, then from 1946 to 1963, so this is a pretty long lasting one, just a kind of a simple earth with universal international, um, in but front of it. But they change up the font. So now it's a serif font. Yeah. <laughs> it's a little kind of fancier looking a little yeah. bit. And the globe is kind of like 3d looking, like it looks like it actually has like some of the like geographical, you know, like mountains and stuff yeah. kind of built into it. So it's a little bit more detailed. And then, uh, 1963 to 1990. So this one in, in, a couple different forms for a long time. This is the one that's in the thing. Um, basically, the camera zooms through like a star field, and there's nothing there until slowly um, the Earth, the spinning globe uh, that's really like kind of saturated and technicolor looking, kind of fades in and it's rotating. And then there's also these two weird. Like, um, I think they're radiation clouds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's, I think, I mean, you know, all, a lot of the other ones have like almost like a ring, like Saturn kind yeah. of ring around it. But these are just like two like superimposed blue things. Well, and this I, was in the 60s when it was made. So it was just like that atomic age yeah. symbolism, I guess. Um, it's And they're, they're kind of like spinning around the planet sort of. And then the universal logo it kind of looks like it's made of gold bars now yeah it's, I, I thought almost <laughs> it has a weird texture yeah shiny <laughs> i just thought it was kind of it looked like um like it was supposed to be like earth like i'm like rocks or something almost like I bright colored rocks i don't know <laughs> yeah it's definitely gold colored for sure it's the gold standard of movies that's oh good call <laughs> so that's uh yeah that's the one that we've got in the thing 
And then uh, there was the next one. It was from 1990 to 1997. And this is the one I'm probably most familiar with being a child of the 90s growing mm-hmm. up. Most of the, movie, the universal movies that I saw had this logo. And it's where they start like real close to the globe. And um, and like the camera kind of pulls back away from it. And you see the universal logo like circles around from the side of the globe until it goes in front of it. And it's pretty cool that this one is actually it's not CGI. It looks totally CGI, but it is not. It was a practical effect. I have no idea how they did. I want to know who has all these globes. <laughs> yeah, really. True. Man, I wonder if they're there must be on display somewhere. That'd be, yeah, I wonder if Universal's <laughs> offices they have them like, you know, in a behind a and glass case. And I wonder case. if the globes in the first logos are actually colored black and white or if they're colored globes. That's a great question. <laughs> yeah, cuz the first color one wasn't until 1963. They were all yeah. black and white until. That's a good question. I wonder. But yeah, th- that's the one from in the 90s is the one I'm most familiar with. And yeah, the way the text like wraps around the planet is kind of cool looking. I'm not sure how they did that without CGI. Yeah. Um, and then 97 to 2012 is where we get the one that's real close to what we have now, which is like it goes around the planet and you see like lights shining out of all the um, all the like, I guess, cities on the continents on the globe. Everybody turning on their TVs to watch Universal movies. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and White then it, pollution. <laughs> yeah, basically. Uh, and then you sort of pull out to actually see the globe itself. And then, um, but I do like it's it's kind of shiny, like the one that we like. That's true. Yeah, it does kind of have that same sort of feel. That, radiating. Yeah, that's true. That's kind of neat. And it almost looks like it's an eclipse at the end. Like it's got that um, yeah. Corona effect thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, just as universal, and it's got like big three D text. And then the one now is just like a super HD th- uh, CGI you know, jerk off session. <laughs> it's just like Earth stock footage. <laughs> yeah, in like extreme rendered HD four K detail. Wow, the universal logo comes out of nowhere. Yeah. Like a it, giant UFO. <laughs> yeah. Now I don't know. It maybe not now. It might have just been in two thousand twelve they had the hundredth anniversary thing added to the logo. Yeah. Um and also they kept the like eclipse thing. Yeah, oh you're right. They did have like that whole corona thing too. That's kinda neat. But yeah, it's just like you know, now it's like super HD CGI stuff which is you know whatever it's just the logo but it's all right <laughs> you know be cool for them uh, especially for the 100th anniversary it would have been neat for them to recreate one of the old ones but yeah what are you gonna do <laughs> comcast owns them so let's blame them <laughs> so for other uh, well i wanted to mention specifically about the thing that um so you know this was the first big studio movie that carpenter did when he got funding um, from universal to do the movie um and he didn't continue with universal after this movie no not surprisingly um, he did do. Uh, he did. I think at least three other movies with Universal, um, in some form or fashion. They, they. I don't know if they produced and distributed all these, but they were involved in. Um, they live and Prince of Darkness and Village of the Damned. Um, but most of his other movies, uh, he did Starman and Christine for Columbia and Big Trouble in Little China for 20th Century Fox, um, and then he also did movies with Showtime, New Line Cinema, Paramount, and Scream Gems. So he's all over the place. Yeah, which is, I guess, kind of as as a kind of auteur director, that's probably not surprising that he didn't just stick with one company because that doesn't really give you yeah. a lot of creative freedom, probably. He should just make his own and make more movies. <laughs> yeah, I wish he'd come back, man, one day. <laughs> he is making cool music videos where he appears himself, which is always awesome. So yeah. I guess we get that. <laughs> Looking at all of the hundreds and hundreds of Universal movies that have been made over the years, I looked uh, uh, real quickly to see which movies came out in the years that or the months that you and I were born. Which 
is easy because it's the same year. It is the same year. <laughs> it's just different months. Yeah. So in December 1988 for your birthday, Michelle, uh, the one of the Universal movies, there were a couple out, but the only one I that was kind of interesting that you will probably like is Twins. Yeah. Danny DeVito, Arnold Schwarzenegger. I love it. What an unlikely <laughs> pair. They can't be twins. It's not possible. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I love Danny DeVito. He is pretty awesome. <laughs> uh, and then for mine, uh, this came out just three days before I was born in February of 1988. Um, they put out a movie called The Serpent and the Rainbow, which I've heard of, but I've never seen. But it's a Wes Craven movie, which is kind of neat. That sounds weird. Yeah, but that's kind of cool. I've heard of it, but I actually, I don't remember. I don't know what it's about or anything. It's But that's I should see it. the only one from that month? I might have, it was either the only one or the closest one. I can't mm-hmm. remember how I, I decided to pick that. But yeah, it was a horror well, I movie, think so that's I pretty won. cool. On that front. Twins is pretty <laughs> sweet. Uh, yeah, it, like, that's a movie, like, I don't even remember what the plot of the movie is, but, like, who cares? They're twins. Yeah. <laughs> that's, all, that's all you need to know. Just having a good time. They're getting to know each other again. <laughs> but, uh, obviously, you know, we've been doing lists for all these, so the obvious one for this is our favorite Universal movies. And the list is freaking huge, so I ha- I couldn't even really narrow it down to five. There were so many that I really loved, so... I think we should... Do like older to newer. Okay, I didn't write mine down in that that order. I, sh- I don't we know can why. Just do sort of old to. But yeah, I'll 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 do as the best I can with that. So, do you want to go first? Okay, I have two that are old, um, but I didn't write down the years. But they're Hitchcock movies. I have Psycho and The Birds. Wait, I looked for. Are you sure? When I looked at Psycho, it looked like it was only the remakes of Psycho, not the original. I didn't look at the Let's list find out. you looked at. But because I that's what I was hoping for, too. And it didn't look like it was. Oh, no, you're right. It was distributed by Paramount and Universal together. So, yeah. All right. So, Psycho. Sorry. Sorry, I doubted you. (laughs) Yeah, I had I had two Hitchcock movies on there as well. I didn't have Psycho because I wasn't sure. But I had um, The Birds and Shadow of a Doubt, Hmm. which is an earlier one. That's one of my favorite, like kind of not quite as uh, well-known Hitchcock movies. It's a really, really good kind of murder mystery super tense but yeah good call yeah i was hoping i thought when i when i saw those i was like oh snap I, there's probably a whole bunch of hitchcock movies but it really wasn't there's only a handful he kind of jumped around too i think he did most of his stuff for paramount actually and did he film did he film everything in the u.s uh most of his stuff after i mean he moved to the u.s at a certain point and then filmed the grand majority of his movies were filmed in the u.s and yeah. by u.s productions until uh, either his last or second to last um, Frenzy was filmed back in London, which was like mm-hmm. a big deal at the time. That's a really cool movie. Um, cool. So I think, yeah, those are probably the oldest ones on my list. But the other kind of older one that I have, one of the older ones is um, To Kill a Mockingbird. That's a good movie. Good movie and a good book. And I feel like I had to bring it up because I'm named after Harper Lee, the <gasps> author. What? <laughs> I'm letting it out there. <laughs> but you're not a woman. <laughs> um but yeah, so I definitely have kind of a connection to that. But yeah, very good movie. Um, for me, my next oldest one was Jaws. Yep. But that's me the too. 70s. I don't know if you have anything be- I didn't. before that. <laughs> okay. We both made the same jump. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. But yeah, Jaws is awesome. Monster movies. They're really good at it. <laughs> Jaws is pretty damn great. It's definitely. Well, yeah, th- I should note that we're like totally ignorant about the whole Universal Monsters era, which I know is probably like a, a, going to be a major sin for somebody who's doing a horror movie podcast. Uh, I have, I've seen a few of those, but I'm not like super familiar with them because otherwise, you know, probably a lot of people listening to this are 
like thinking those should be like yeah. the first ones on the list. But <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah. One day I'll I'll revisit those. But, but I do like that most of the movies I picked do have like monsters in them. It's true. And, or like they're more horror related, I guess. Horror so I think or like they, they are in their prime when they're doing like horror stuff. <laughs> I agree. Yeah, and we'll see like even with what they did this year, that's definitely the yeah. best thing they did this year too. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that too. But um, cool. So after Jaws. What do you have? Um, probably the next new, uh, oldest one on my list is uh, Video Drum, which came out. Um, oh man, I think it was eighty three or eighty four. It was pretty mm-hmm. soon after the thing. But yeah, I've, I've brought up Video Drum a couple times on the show. It's one of my all time favorite horror movies, along with the thing. It's my favorite Cronenberg movie. He's one of my favorite directors too. So super awesome movie with great special effects. It's pretty good. <laughs> Just kidding. I like it. In the video drum. <laughs> I've always wanted to cosplay as the uh, TV or something. Oh, there's so and many cool. Face coming into my face. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> there's so, oh, you want a VHS type going into your yes. stomach vagina? Yeah, that would that's be cool. what I want. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, I have one slightly before that. Mm. American Werewolf in London. Oh, man. How did I not have that on my I don't online? know, but it's 1981. I must have missed it when I was looking at the list. But I'm sure we've talked about this movie way too many times. Definitely. <laughs> it's come up a lot. Uh, yeah. for obvious reasons but, but another good monster movie yeah hell yeah that's a fantastic <laughs> movie with again great great yeah. great special effects like if i had to rate my favorite like special effects and especially monster effects the thing's number one but american world in london is like a really really close second yeah so yeah definitely good pick um i think i obviously I have the thing on here but i'm not gonna say what's that, that? <laughs> um Probably the next one on mine is uh, Cape Fear, the remake from 1991, which the original is on here too. And I've seen both, and I, I think the original is good, but I really, really enjoy the remake, the um, Martin Scorsese one with uh, Robert De Niro, the whole, like, counselor. <laughs> it's, that's, that movie is one of the few movies that, like, genuinely had me, like, gripping my seat. It's, like, really super intensely scary to me. Um, so yeah, it's a really cool movie. It's creepy. <laughs> I had one before that. Back mm-hmm. to the Future. Yep. 1985. Yeah, amazing. They, I think they did all three, and that's um, yeah. yeah. That was Dean Cundey from from this uh, cinematographer from the thing went on and did that. That was, that was a big success for him to do that whole trilogy. So yeah. Now we're getting pretty new here. Jurassic Park. It's on my list too. That was my next one. <laughs> yeah, Jurassic Park's one of. I think it's probably both of our, one of both of our uh, favorite movies of all time for sure. Yeah, if you just mention it, I want to go watch it. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I mean, it makes me want to immediately start saying things like "They do both of <laughs> <laughs> or you know, "Women shall inherit the earth" kind of thing. Or hold on to your butts. <laughs> true. Yeah, we could go on forever. And then keep holding on to your butts again <laughs> and again. Uh, yeah, so definitely one of the one of our all time favorite movies. Uh, what do you got that's probably around then or after that? Uh, I think that's it for my 90s movies. Yeah, me too. So my next one, I have Children of Men. Yeah, what a great movie. I don't movie. know if I skipped any years, but that is one of my favorite movies ever. <laughs> yeah, that's a fantastic With Clive movie. Owen, uh, I don't remember, Michael Caine. Alfonso Cuaron directed. Yeah, Gillian Anderson. Not Gillian Gillian Anderson. Anderson. Gillian 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 Moore. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) I'm sleepy. Um, (laughs) Yeah, no, that's a great movie. That's that's one of those movies that I think is maybe a perfect movie. Yeah. I saw it like four times in theaters. That's a great (laughs) one. Yeah, the last like three or four that I had are all like very 
recent and well at least they seem very recent i guess i'm getting old because they're probably like 10 or 15 years old but still so i don't know the order but i was gonna throw throw them out throw one out uh mohan drive yeah i think david I, lynch i think it's the only david lynch movie that universal did um which is interesting yeah um how many more do you have i have three more but two of them are kind of a double feature okay i have three more too so you you go then so these ones go together, Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz. Yeah, that was one of mine. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Those, which one do you like better? <sighs> um, this is like a huge debate. Yeah, we've talked about this I a think lot, actually, I, in our personal yeah, lives. <laughs> I laugh more at Hot Fuzz, mm-hmm. but I think I respect Shaun of the Dead more. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd probably follow along those same lines. Like, yeah, I think Shaun of the Dead is technically more impressive and has like a higher... like. Both those movies, my favorite thing about it is just, like, the insane ratio of, like, jokes to non-jokes. Yeah. Like, literally every second of that movie has something funny or or a great homage going on in it if you look hard enough. Yeah, and Shaun the Dead's great yeah. at that. I think Shaun the Dead is slightly denser than Hot Fuzz, but they both are just, like, super loving to the, the genres they're they're paying homage to. So And yeah. then I don't know if The World's End is universal, but since we're talking about the other two... Yeah, that's need to give true. it another chance. Yeah, that was one I, I wasn't... I thought it was okay, but I wasn't super crazy about it when we yeah. saw it. But yeah, as much as I love the other two, and I love Baby Driver that came out this year. Yeah. So, you know, I like Edgar Wright. I like Scott Pilgrim. So, yeah, probably give that another try one day. So, yeah, that was one of mine, but uh, I also had uh, Paranorman. Yeah, I like Paranorman. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a good one. And yeah, we've talked about, uh, you know, stop motions. They also did Coraline, which... Uh, uh, former guest of the show, uh, Katie, is it, worked is on. Is oscilloscope a Os- part of that? Isn't oscilloscope? That- or are you talking about like? Oh, did Leica do? Uh, oh no, these, these aren't. Yeah, Paranorman's a Leica movie. I don't know if Coraline was. Oh, but yeah, so they did a couple of cool stop motion movies. So that's cool. Paranorman's one of my favorite stop motion animated movies. Yeah, it's just such a cool like Halloween themed movie and it's and it's cool because it goes in such a different direction than you expect it to be too it's a really it's a extremely smart movie too which is surprising for a kids movie definitely yeah definitely and it's also incredibly incredibly funny cool what else you got I think I've only got one more I only have one more Uh, I don't remember the year is recent but Inglorious Bastards ooh yeah Quentin Tarantino it's probably it might be my favorite movie, but Hateful Eight is really close to that. Yeah, I know. I don't know. Before Hateful Eight came out, Inglorious Bastards was like unquestionably like my favorite. Yeah, but um, <laughs> yeah, because I mean, as much as I, I love, I'm, I'm like one of the big fans of Jackie Brown for sure, which is like one not as many people talk about, but I, I just love that movie. I love the I love crime movies, and that's a that's one of my favorites. But um, yeah, Inglorious Bastards is fucking awesome. Yeah. But yeah, Hateful Eight, especially having done this podcast now too, Hateful Eight and all its connections to Carpenter and The Thing definitely put yeah, it... Yeah, it's starting to push forward for yeah. me into that number one spot. <laughs> same here, same here. I wonder if the uh, the Manson family movie is going to be good or not. Yeah, they just announced like a few days ago that um, Leonardo DiCaprio is going to be in that, which is pretty cool. Because he was in... I guess the, is the only one he's ever been in um, uh, Django Unchained? Just one of my one of my le- lesser favorites of Tarantino's. I think that was the only one. Yeah, I think so. But yeah, Tarantino always does an awesome job with like cast members that you wouldn't expect and that work out really well in the end. Yeah. Um, I remember when they first. Well, this didn't kind of pass, but I remember when they first announced Inglorious Bastards. It was supposed to star like Eddie Murphy and 
I can't remember who else. Yeah, obviously he he didn't end up being in it, but the cast is still pretty interesting. I mean, with, you know, with guys like Eli Roth in it and stuff like that. Well, I'm I'm gonna hope that Kurt Russell is somehow involved because he's in Death Proof and Hateful Eight. Yeah. So maybe keep your fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll see. It. I don't know who he would play, but it would be amazing if he did. That would be totally. Awesome and I'm to sure uh, Jennifer Jason Lee is gonna be in it. Oh she's yeah, like she has to be. It. Yeah, well, she's so good at that stuff too, yeah. and hateful eight and all that. She's so like gross. <laughs> no, she's not gross. Not, not, I don't mean that in a disparaging. I mean like she plays gross characters and are like, like kind of like unsettlingly. She plays raw, very strong raw characters. is a better way. To not gross. Yeah, where she's all you know, and hateful eight. She's like, I've been called a lot worse yeah, and bleeding. Like yeah. all her teeth are <laughs> uh, it was funny because we saw. Um, good time this year and she's hardly in that movie but in the scene she is she's like just same, yeah. <laughs> she's exactly like that she always screamed mom yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah she's she's got to be one of the like manson girls oh she and she was in twin peaks recently so i feel like right, that yeah. role is pretty much going around murdering people yeah that's true next up wendy's bag yeah <laughs> um yeah, so that'd be cool. And yeah, we could definitely... Kurt Russell could maybe play... What if Kurt Russell played Roman Polanski in the Manson murders? Yeah, movie? I could see him playing like a detective or something. That'd be interesting. He I has bet. a cop look. Yeah, I could see that. That'd be kind of cool. It'd be almost like playing against type for him a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I don't know what the story's going to be about specifically. Yeah. If it's just about the Manson family like or... the Sharon Tate stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it should be interesting. That's a, that's a fascinating story. So yeah, that should be cool. If you're listening, Quentin Tarantino... Uh, you should cast Kurt Russell. <laughs> Please do. If you just happen to listen to this whole 109 yeah. episodes, this is your chance. Um, the last movie I had on my list is uh, Zero Dark Thirty, which Another is a good movie. One. Yeah, a movie that I really, really like. Um, it's funny. I didn't even think about it until just now, but it, the only connection I can think of between Zero Dark Thirty and The Thing is that uh, Dave, I think David Clennon was really against it. He like, was like <laughs> outspoken because he, you know, we talked about he, he's very like politically active and. He's like a pacifist, and he said it. Uh, it condoned torture as a, um, as a, like real a, a, a feasible way to get information to <laughs> save people or whatever. Uh, which I can see, but I love that movie stylistically. That's one of my favorite recent movies. It's got amazing sound editing, and yeah, it's just a really cool movie. And I guess it has a helicopter scene. If we tie back to the last episode, it's not that great, but it's just it's them, like intense, flying though. in the dark. <laughs> I mean, after like two hours of them like looking for Osama bin Laden when they're like f- flying out to the um, silently, yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. It is pretty. Uh, is it Chris awesome. Pratt in that? Yeah, isn't that weird? It's weird. It's very weird. <laughs> I miss Andy. <laughs> <laughs> You've been talking about this a lot lately. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was all on my list, but we, we wanted to mention just to kind of give you an idea of what Universal is doing now, in case you don't know. These are the movies that they were involved in in one way or another, either produced, co-produced, or distributed, or you know something, um, in 2017 when this podcast was mostly put out. Um, so they did uh, Split, the um, M. Night, Shyam- <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan movie. I sat through that. Thanks, Wait, HBO. Split? You watched Split? Yeah, it was oh. free on HBO, and I did not like it. It was stupid. Yeah, I know people probably love it, but I um no, <laughs> I swore off M Night Shyamalan for like the fourth time after the visit. I refused to see any of his movies because like, he's let me down so many times. I only really gave it a chance because one, I like James McAvoy, and two, I like that girl who was in The Witch. He's got the very bad thing for yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my god, the yeah. ending is no okay. Oh, stop. <laughs> that's quite all right. That's what a podcast is for. 
Uh, so other movies they did in 2017, A Dog's Purpose. Aw. Uh, Fifty Shades Darker. Ugh. Uh, I like just getting your like sound <laughs> reactions, not even words, just ugh. Uh, so we're, we're really uh, 0 for 4 here, or 0 for 3 so far. How about this one? The Great Wall. Ugh. What's wrong uh, with ooh, that? That, was a, that was the, might be the strongest year. Ugg so far. <laughs> All right. How about this one? Get Out. Yay. Yes. <laughs> Clearly the winner of their, of this year. I think aside from Get Out, and maybe the next one, which is The Fate of the Furious. All the rest of these movies were like major failures, critically and commercially, I yeah. think. <laughs> Universal seems like horror is definitely where, the only place where they still do really well. I don't know who they hired this year, but That's some someone garbage is movies. not doing their job. <laughs> well, and most mostly these are just distributed. Yeah, yeah. even Get Out, they just did dis- distribution. It was produced by Darko and Blumhouse and QC. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So yeah, after Get Out is uh, Fate of the Furious, the eighth Fast and Furious movie to precede the 10th one coming out in 2021. <laughs> um, the Mummy, another uh, piece of garbage from what I hear. Yeah. Uh, Despicable Me 3. Never seen them. No. Uh, Girls Trip. Meh. American Maid. Tom, Tom Cruise? How many Tom Cruise movie, movies yeah. are there? He was in the Mummy remake. Oh yeah, you're right. Three, he's in, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, Happy Death Day that we mentioned Meh. earlier. It was okay. Uh, the Snowman. It's nothing like Groundhog's Day. <laughs> yeah, not as good. Doesn't have its charm. <laughs> uh, the Snowman we never saw. I kind of wanted to because I like that Nordic bar, but the reviews were really bad. Um, thank you for your service. Yeah, it's interesting. A lot of these are co-produced by um, Amblin, which is uh, Steven Spielberg's company. Hmm. Um, Pitch Perfect Three. Never seen them. The Post. Well, there's there's the other like. It's only prestige movie. Right? Oh, it, all they did was international distribution. So they didn't really do very much no. at all. They just sold it to international <laughs> market. Um, and the last one for 2017, I'll, oh, no, 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 never mind. It's, this is just the last one that's come out, came out of January 5th, um, is Insidious, The Last Key. Blech. I've never seen those movies, but I guess we should give it a try since we love horror. Yeah. Maybe not. I'm not. The whole possession <laughs> thing, I'm kind of over. It's just not my thing. I'm tired of house horror. <laughs> yeah, same here. Um, but yeah, they've got some interesting movies coming up. Um, just doing like a quick scan of movies coming out in 2018. Um, First Man is one of the ones I'm looking forward to. I'm that's really the, excited for that one. Yeah, it's, um, Damon Chazelle the guy that did uh, La La Land and Whiplash. It's a movie about Neil Armstrong, so that's pretty cool. And I think it's Ryan Gosling. It's Ryan Gosling and Claire Foy playing hmm. Mr. and Mrs. Uh, Armstrong. So and I think they're cool. filming that in Georgia. Oh, really? Parts of it. I saw them, uh, uh, like, casting info. That's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, Related to this podcast, they're doing the Halloween remake, reboot, sequel, finale, whatever it's going to be. And I heard John Carpenter gave them, like, his blessing. Well, he's doing the music for it. Yeah. So I'm hoping that means it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'll say that every time I've gone to see a movie solely for the composer... I've <laughs> I've been very disappointed. I've done it a few well, times. This also has a uh, Jamie Lee Curtis in it too. Yeah. I think. I mean, it stands a, a good chance. The director is somebody I thought was kind of. It's an odd choice. Isn't it's, it um, Danny McBride? Danny McBride? No. No, I think he's part. Of, he he, no, he, he's probably in it. it. He's probably in it. But no, it's um. Uh, let me look it up really quick. It's I think it's the guy that did a bigger splash. No, he's doing Suspiria. Oh, you're right. You're right. David Gordon Green is the director who has done a lot of episodes of Vice Principals. Our brand is Crisis. See, that's why I think Danny McBride and Eastbound is involved. And Down. 
Yeah, you're right. It does the like Pineapple Express. It's a weird, very odd choice for a director. Like I, I would have thought they'd gone with somebody like um uh Robert David I always get his names mixed up. I think it's Robert David Mitchell, the guy that did It Follows, who like clearly has like an extreme love for Carpenter and eighties movies and who's, you know, hot off like one of the best movies ever. Oh, and you're totally right. Can you help write it? That is super weird. Yeah. That's what I was thinking, like that's weird. <laughs> yeah, so David Gordon Green and Danny McBride co-wrote the screenplay. What else has Danny McBride written? I mean, nothing against the guy. You know, I, I like it's him. Just, as an he's actor. a comedic person. Yeah. Oh, we don't get comedy. Well, here's Halloween. why. He wrote. He also wrote a bunch of those Eastbound and Down and Vice Principals episodes that uh, the other guy, the director, directed. David so they're Gordon just Green. buddies. Probably making a movie. Like <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, I mean, I'm I'm cautiously excited about it. I mean, I know most of these like super sequels have been total garbage, but I also really like Jamie Lee Curtis lately because her role in Scream Queens is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, she's pretty awesome in general. I love Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'll give it a chance. Um, other anything else interesting that they're doing? Kind of cool. Doing another Grinch movie. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Detective Pikachu, that sounds cool. Uh, and then a whole bunch of sequels to kids' movies. Trolls 2, Minions 2, Croods 2, Sing 2, Boss oh Baby 2. Sweet. And Shrek 5. Does Untitled Mario movie. No. I don't. But that's just me, host of the Thing Minute podcast. Um, yeah, so I think that's kind of everything I had for this one. Um, but is that everything you have to say about this podcast? Well, I, I have so let me say now, this is the last minute of the movie, but listeners, tomorrow there's going to be a very special episode coming out. Not um, as special as the radio show. Uh, I did love doing that. That was, yeah. I'll, Unless you have some tricks up your sleeve I don't know about. Not, not, not any tricks that big. That, was, that took some real work to pull off. That was pretty damn awesome. I'm pretty proud of that one. Um, but yeah, since it's the last minute, I'll just say, uh, you know, I've said it a lot over the podcast, but... Um, you know, I was worried when I started this that I would hate this movie by the time I was done with it, just having to watch it so much and talking about it. I mean, I haven't totaled up the time, but I mean, surely I've talked about this movie for like 20 hours and I've watched the movie like eight times in the last year. We just watched it again like a week ago. <laughs> yeah, we did. Just for fun. Um, it was cold out. Yeah, so that, appropriate. <laughs> that should tell you something that just for fun, we watched it anyways. It's not like I had I felt like forced like I needed to. It's... um. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I love this movie more than ever, for sure. I, I think it's even higher up on my my list of favorite movies than it probably was before, just because I've kind of come to see a lot of the like craftsmanship in it and um, some of the stuff that I didn't notice before, like the color and the editing and and you know how the whole just the whole story about how the production kind of changed, how Carpenter changed things from the script and rearranged things on the fly when they were in production, and just gives me like a, an immense respect for John Carpenter and for his crew on this movie. Um, for being able to kind of, you know, figure those things out as they were working on it and come out with something that's just such an incredible movie. It's it's definitely still one of my all-time favorite movies, and I adore it. Um, so, yeah. So, yeah, tomorrow's, uh, tomorrow's episode, we're done with minutes. We've completed the thing, which is pretty awesome. I, I, was, I wasn't sure I'd get to this point when I started. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, tomorrow's uh, something special about uh, about the end of the movie. So we'll have a, a pretty special final episode. And we may be back for some other special episodes here and there as uh, as time goes on. But, um, yeah, I really appreciate everybody listening to 109 episodes of this podcast. And we'll start 
the remake tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> nope. Just kidding. Not going to be announcing that right away. That's for sure. No. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll see. There's some, there's some things, some ideas I have rolling around. Some things? Some things. That's correct. Bum, bum. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I really appreciate everybody listening and getting through, uh, through this far. Um, I, I always say this on the fourth episode of the week, but, um, yeah, even more now than ever, since you were finishing up this one, you should check out moviesbyminutes.com. And, you know, now that you're kind of wrapping up the thing minute uh, in your regular listening rotation, you should find a new one to uh, to plug into that slot. And there are dozens and dozens of really good ones out there. Um, or start your own. Yeah, I mean that's that's what I did. I looked at all those and said, "Oh my God, this is awesome!" If nobody's all these, done this, ah. yeah, if all these guys can do it, and nobody's claimed the thing, I'm doing it now. Yeah. So yeah, I highly recommend it. It's been a really fun experience. Um, if you're interested in, in podcasting and uh, and this kind of film analysis or you know that kind of thing, it's definitely pretty fun. So yeah, start your own or check out what's out there and you know start listening and supporting all these other shows. There's a lot of really great ones out there. Um, so I think that'll wrap up minute 109, the final minute Yay! of the thing. Thank you for listening <laughs> and uh, come back tomorrow for uh, something else. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please go to thethingminute.com. There you'll find the show notes with links to anything we talked about on this episode and lots of other resources on The Thing. You can also find us on Twitter at The Thing Minute and on Facebook at facebook.com slash The Thing Minute. But most importantly, subscribe, rate, and review us in iTunes so you'll never miss an episode. Check out other podcasts like this at moviesbyminutes.com, and be sure to head over to starwarsminute.com to listen to the team that started it all. Thanks for listening, and until next time, this is Harper, signing out. Bye.